guys. Welcome to Courageous Wellness. My name is Erica Stein. And I'm Ellie French. And this is a podcast about individual journeys toward wellness and how to navigate it all. We were inspired to learn about the journeys of normal people from all walks of life that have combined all types of practices, from physical to emotional to spiritual, to figure out what wellness means to them and what works for them. We aren't doctors or experts, just average ladies figuring out how to live our best lives while tackling topics all across the wellness spectrum. It takes courage to share these journeys, and by talking about them and sharing personal stories of real people, we aim to destigmatize the process. Join us as we in our community share our courageous wellness. Welcome to this week's episode of Courageous Wellness. This week, we have Alicia Easter, ACE, joining us on the podcast. She is a Los Angeles-based yoga instructor specializing in heated yoga and yin yoga. On this episode, we hear how she discovered yoga after being a longtime athlete, how the practice of yoga is for everyone, and how it helped her heal through her grief. Her yoga practice was also critical in helping her live from a place of peace over a place of anger. We were inspired by Ace's journey and insights and can't wait for you to hear this episode. Welcome, Ace. Thank you Hello. for being here. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, so just to begin, maybe can you give us a little bit of your own background and your own journey? <laughs> how did you find yoga? Was wellness something that was always a part of your life? Um, how did you land? Um, so what's interesting, I had, you know, as always, I always have a different um I had a thought I was going to have a different answer for that when um, you sent me kind of what we'd be going over. And I was listening to the Freakonomics podcast (laughs) this morning and talking about they're doing this whole series on sports and its impact in our Mm -hmm. lives. And so it had me thinking about my I played sports from when I like organized sports from when I was 10 years old Mm. all the way up through high school. And it just was something that was ingrained in me, something that was a part of my life. I ran track, I played softball, I was a cheerleader. And so for me, it was like getting a good sweat, having an outlet for Mm. um, kind of things that were happening in my life um, at home that I didn't, wasn't able to kind of really express myself Mm. there. Sports was my medicine. Sports was my ability to go and get that frustration out, smack a couple softballs around in the field, um, run really fast, kind of without stopping sometimes. And... um, So when I first did my first yoga class ever in college, I was like, oh, this is too slow. (laughs) People say this is a workout. I'm not even sweating. This is boring. What are we doing for lunch later? Let's go. Um, And then I took a... I was working on an assignment in Chicago. Um, My first job out of college, I traveled around the country and um, leased apartments and like... God, 22 different cities. It was crazy. And so Chicago, I ended up um, finding a yoga class, um, a hot yoga class. And I was like, okay. So a few people that were practitioners were telling me that for athletes who are used to getting a really big sweat, it was like, go to a hot class because then getting a sweat, you'll feel like, okay, I'm getting this good workout and it was worth my time. So I went in this class and I was like, oh, (laughs) this was next level. This is a workout. This is yoga. And so 
it was something that I was just drawn back to immediately. And especially in a time where I was traveling in a different different cities and stuff, I knew that I could always find a heated yoga class, whether it be Bikram, Ashtanga, or um, any other yoga studio. I knew that there I could find that in any city. Mm. And so that's kind of what kept me back, kept me going back to the practice. And I just felt really good. I felt mm. really like, okay, this is like, this is tapping into something for me. It's making me slow down, which mm. was like a big deal for me. It was a big thing for me to be able to slow down and actually like catch my breath because I just, that was just not how I ran my life. Mm-hmm. I was always going 90 miles a minute, going here, going there, filling empty space. Yeah. And being uncomfortable with, me if I wasn't doing something that means I wasn't contributing or Mm. what was my worth or what are you doing right now you're not moving you're not doing this you're not doing that you're not having something to tell Mm. someone Mm. why do you matter yeah yeah so yoga in that sense came to me in a place where I was didn't even know I needed it which um and it definitely changed my life and it saved my life in several instances where I would just come to my mat and just sweat and work and move my body and being an athlete and then also becoming, you know, this like just kind of doing the practice of the asanas. Um, it I had natural kind of body awareness. So teachers were like, you have an incredible practice. How mm. long have you been practicing? I'm like, I just sometimes find a yoga studio that's like free week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm there. Yeah. I mean, we've all done it. So yeah. the broke yoga um, studio um, kind of hopping. And um, and I was like, okay. So I was like, all right, cool. Like, Yeah, I like it. And then I started to study it a little bit more. And I was like, oh, I want to really do this. Mm. I think that this could be my contribution yeah. in some way because... Um, I didn't know, or I didn't think I knew. I later on, in probably the last like year or so, I realized I knew all along what mm. I wanted to do. I've always wanted to teach. I've always wanted to guide. I've always wanted to just kind of like be a part of something, be part of something, changing sh- someone's day mm. and how they. I don't know how they see themselves and how they look at themselves in the mirror. Um, false confidence has always been uh, or was something where it got me through a lot of situations where mm. I was just like deep down inside. I don't think I belong here, but guess what? I'm here. Mm. I've got to do it. I've got to show up. And I can I um, attribute that to me being an athlete and the mental component that you have to have for that. Right. Like yeah. this podcast this morning, it was just, Again, because guides know what you need when you need it. And I listened to it and it was like, it's the mind and then the physical capability. You can train your body to do anything. But how's your mind when you are faced in these like, you know, Super Bowl type situations in your mind or in your with your sport or with your activity that you have going on? And that's the same thing when it came to yoga for me. I was like, okay, I want to teach. All right. I'm going to teach. I'm going to do it. I'm going to get my yoga teacher certification. I'm going to do it. Oh, well, you travel so much. You're not in the same place all the time. So how are you going to get your yoga teacher certification? Mm. So you'll just wait until you set up roots somewhere. Mm. Okay. Um, Then I set up roots in L.A., 
I wasn't traveling anymore. And it was like, well, you work weekends. So how will you find an opportunity to do a yoga teacher certification? Because mm-hmm. you have to have weekends off. You have that all this time. And then I got a job where I worked Monday through Friday. Mm. Well, how are you going to afford that? You have to pay it all. You have to pay like $3 billion to, you know, essentially like become a yoga teacher. Um, and you have to pay it all at once. And it's a lot of money. Mm. And you can't afford that. Why mm. Why do you think that? I mean, you, there's no money in it. Yeah. So, but then it was like, I could afford it. Mm. You found, I found a way. Yeah. And there's plans that you can put in place. Yeah. And, you know, things, how you can budget your life. And then I ran out of excuses. Yeah. Yeah. I literally ran out of excuses and it was like, all right, I got to do it. So in 2016, I signed up and um, it changed my life. Ah, It I was like, okay, this is the time. It was with the right people. It was with the right guide, guides, the right teachers. And um, I was like, well, I don't, I'll teach. And then people were like, well, are you going to quit your job? And I was like, well, I don't know what's going to happen. How about I just start the first class? Yeah. And then <laughs> starting the first class, starting the first class, going and showing up, and then making it a priority, and then having the support of people um, in my life, making it up, helping me keep it a priority yeah. as well, um, help me get through a very long um, and trying period where you're in this, you're you're studying things and things are coming up. You're like, wait, I didn't know I had to deal with that. Yeah, I didn't know I didn't grieve that. I didn't know I didn't move from that. I didn't know that this was something that was still bothering me. Forgiveness, forgiveness of myself was mm-hmm. still coming up. I didn't know I wasn't using my voice Yeah. until I was doing a practice class and I couldn't speak the asanas. I, it was not coming out of my mouth. And my teacher was like, Ace, just say it. You mm. know it. Trust yourself. What are you doing? Mm. Trust yourself. And then I was like, okay. So it got me thinking, where else in my life am I not using my voice? Mm. Where else have I been holding back yeah where else have i been you know setting myself up for you know not giving my best because i'm not really speaking my truth and owning my worth and it was like oh that's been since you were probably nine or ten years old Mm. when a traumatic experience happened to you Mm. and you couldn't tell anyone Mm. And then also other things happening at home where you couldn't share. Yeah. So I unintentionally, subconsciously held my voice back. Wow. Yeah. And yoga helped me find it again. Wow. That's so amazing. I, You know, it's interesting hearing you speak that you came to yoga as an athlete with like an athlete's sort of interest in moving your body in that way and that desire for sweat. But like as you explain your journey yoga is so much more than just moving your body oh yeah and and as someone I you know I have I'm not a yogi but I do love going to class and I love um you know over the years have tried many different types and I've always just like like you said all this stuff that comes up it's it's so yoga is so holistic in the sense of like mind body spirit yes. everything right 
And so um, it's interesting to hear the evolution of that, like going in as just purely like, I'm looking for a good sweat and it kind of blossoming into so much more. And how would you explain to someone, perhaps someone who's never tried yoga, and obviously there are so many different types for so many different things and different different styles work for different people, right? But how would you sort of explain what it means in a very basic way to practice for someone who maybe is interested but feels like, well, they're not flexible enough or have the excuses to not to not go? How would you? Well, um, I would say that um, we, um, gosh, I love this. I love this question because it happens all the time. People are like, I'm not flexible. I can't touch my toes. I'm like, why do you want to touch your toes? They probably stink. They've been in (laughs) shoes all day. Um, So I would say you're already doing yoga. You show up to a work environment, if you don't work in an office setting, for example, if you're running a household, um, if you're a stay-at-home mom, stay-at-home dad, then you're running a household. That is your yoga. That is your community. That is your sangha. Mm. So what I would say is the um, place where where people were, for me, it was, yes, you can practice at home on, you know, there's tons of amazing teachers on YouTube and other amazing apps that you can practice by yourself. But like coming, continuing that community vibe that you already have in place during your day to day makes it easier to step into a studio environment. You're already doing it. And if it's still some apprehension because maybe people don't look like you, which happened to me. People don't, you know, you're like, well, I'm not fit and I'm not, you know, I don't have the latest yoga clothes or whatever. Then I think that trusting and going and trying out several different studios and finding that place that feels home to you. And then just remembering you are already coming from a community. If you're already running a household, you're already working in an environment where you had to go in and be amongst people that didn't look like you, or you guys had these differences and you were able to make it work. So I would say, step into a studio and try it out. And hey, and if it doesn't work for you, if it's not your vibe, then guess what? There is tons of opportunities for you to practice at home, creating your own space. But I... Personally, when I tell people just come and try the class out, you know, talk to them a little bit about what's going on or if it's because a lot of times that's the physical, that's the shell, that's the easiest thing to kind of come to. But a lot of people aren't just going to spill their whole guts out, especially to Mm -hmm. a stranger that they've never met before in the first initial conversations. But I think that I'm telling people that there's people, yoga is for everyone. There's all types of bodies, all types of humans inside a space. And then finding that teacher, because every teacher is not for everyone, and that's okay. Um, But I think that yoga is for everyone and in every body. And then knowing that, hey, you can come in. If you just move your body a few times and then sit on your mat, at least in my class, you are welcome. If people come in and just want to lay on their mat the entire 60, 75 minutes we get to spend together, by all means, you made the leap to sign up. Okay, you signed up. Grab your mat. You have your mat. Okay, you got your water. You're in the studio. So 
You did it. Mm-hmm. You did yoga. You did it. You showed up. And then if you don't move your body in the asanas that come like way down, to be quite honest, on the, in my opinion, on what yoga is, but that took me, of course, years to learn, then you've already established your breath. You've already come in and you've already set yourself up for, you've already made you a priority. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's just kind of like the best way and how I answer the question and how when people ask me, so where should I go? Or yoga's not for me, or I can't do this. And it's like, yes, because you're already doing it. At the end of the day, you're already doing yoga. Yeah, I love that. Just like, you know, it's so interesting because I had a similar experience to you when I first started, when I first took a yoga class. I I wasn't an athlete my whole life, but when I started getting into fitness, I was really into like spinning Mm -hmm. and cardio and Mm -hmm. high intensity. And then I walked into yoga and I was so bored. I was like, what (laughs) is this? Like, same, like, what am I doing after? I'm going to have to work out again. This is like not a real workout. Um, But finding hot yoga actually Mm -hmm. was the key for me. And since then, you know, I have found... You just have to vibe with the teacher, yes. vibe with the class, yeah. vibe with the style, because there are so many different types of styles. Oh, there's of yoga. so many different styles. Yeah. I mean, I go to I some I I'll pick um, each day. <laughs> I I'm deciding like, oh, do I want the energy of so and so, or do I want the energy of this class, or I know if I go here, I'm gonna get a nice stretch. I'm gonna go deep, but then also it's, my soul's gonna be filled. Mm. Or do I just want to go and just like not think about anything and it just be super regimented, then that's where I'm like, okay, I'm craving. Then that means I just need to go to a Bikram class because you just know 26 postures, you get in, you get out, boom, that's it. What's, what's your favorite type? I like, do you have a favorite? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, before I started teaching, it probably was Bikram because of the, like the hot and the, just your the you knew you went in you knew exactly what was going to happen but my favorite type is just i you know i've i've fallen in love with yin mm. i love which again is such a like difference from when i started like yeah. my yoga like practice journey um, to where I am now. I mean, I love a good yin class anytime I can get into like my hips and stretch and just like pause for 75 minutes. Man, that is a dream come true. What is yin? Oh, so yin is um, a type of yoga where you are, um, where essentially you're stretching the fascia and you're allowing your body to, your muscles to relax. So mm-hmm. you're holding asanas for three to five, wow. seven minutes at a time, but it's sitting on your mat. You have um, several props that are allowing your, um, allowing that you, that we provide in a yoga class for um, students. And um, it's traditionally taught in a kind of colder room. It's not mm. heated typically, but um, I've taught hot yin before and there's some studios who offer it. And, um, and yeah, it's just, it's, it's great. You just come in and 
you are stretching and you're just holding. But again, it kind of is a little intense yeah. because if you're holding a square pose, for example, and you're getting into the hips and that's like five minutes where you're like, oh, okay. So there's some release happening here yeah. right now. And um, it also kind of helps with flexibility as well. Mm. And then just also like breath. So it's just... Yeah. And and you mentioned breath. Mm -hmm. And I know breath is a really important part of yoga. Oh, yeah. Why? I Like I said, I'm really new no, to yeah. yoga. Like, I, I've actually just <clears throat> recently started to really, like I said, get into hot uh -huh. yoga uh -huh. and just crave that slowdown. Yeah. Um, and regular yoga. Uh, but that's why yeah. I, like, I call it regular okay, yoga. Okay, so <laughs> right now, let's just take a deep inhale together. Okay. And then exhale. How do you feel? So much better. I hope everyone listening also did that. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, like to the listeners, do it now. If you yeah. Do it now. Do it now. Take an inhale. And then take an exhale. That's why. It's magic. And it's, it's this... Um, so I was so, for example, this is really funny. I love telling this story. I was sitting in a meeting um, at work and I, um, it was like a couple executives in there and, you know, these guys that, I mean, they are, they're great, but they're not in a yoga studio, right? So I'm just in my zone, listening, taking my notes, getting, presenting. And then I just do this breath. Mm. And I didn't even realize it was an audible exhale mm. because again, my lips were sealed, but it was a, a serious Ujjayi, mm. victorious breath that let out. And um, one of the guys was like, wow, I feel more relaxed now. Mm. And I was like, oh, I, I didn't even know I, mm. you could feel and sense my breath. And he was yeah. like, yeah, okay. Wow. And I was like, yeah. well, so that is that is the importance of breath. And I think that we go through our day-to-day, -day, like breathing, of course, because we're living and we're operating. But um, are we really paying attention to the inhales that are coming in? And are we really paying attention to the exhales that are going mm -hmm. out? And in order to do that, we have to be in the moment. Yeah. And are you in this moment? Am I in this very present moment? Well, I mean, let's be honest. Sometimes I'm not in the moment. And sometimes I can feel my shoulders kind of hunching yeah. up close to my ears. And sometimes I can feel a little bit of like, you know, kind of like frustration um, bubbling up just from humans being humans. Mm -hmm. But I feel it now, this like heat in my gut, this heat in my belly where I and breathing and it's such a freedom with that and I again I didn't know that this was all I needed in order to um, calm my super quick tempers when mm. I was growing up I mean just like fuse mm. like angry zero to a hundred really quick um, that goes back to me not being able to express myself mm. and then anger was my safety for so mm. long anger yeah. was like Okay, I'm going to get angry because people will hear me if I get yeah. loud. Yeah. And I'm going to shout because I want people to really hear me. And they yeah. only hear me and they only, I only get a response if I'm yelling. 
Well, you're getting a response, but mm-hmm. you're not getting the type of response yeah. that you really want. So me being able to have that tool in my back pocket and saying, okay, I can come and do 10 deep, long breaths. And 10 is a lot. Mm-hmm. Now we can start with three. We can start with two. Heck, one, we felt that in yeah. one breath. So being able to do that just like throughout the day. And last year I was reading um, where... I was listening to this um, Oprah, um, listen to Oprah say something magical as she does. <laughs> um, and she was interviewing, um, oh, I, I'm blanking on his name now, but he was saying how you can acknowledge throughout the day kind of how, what things are going right. And I took that and made that kind of as a part of my thing last year where um, maybe we'll get into it, but kind of last year was like, yeah. what was, it was, it was tragic it was wild it was one of the wildest years i've had in a really long time but remembering those notes i would write them down on post-it notes and bring them around to me have them at my desk have them on my mirror okay all you got to do is just acknowledge three things that are going right today Mm. three things if you can't find your breath stop for a moment and say ah what is going right today so far Mm. i love that I love that so much. Because even when I, even when in my, in the madness of my head and in my day and yeah. when, you know, what my responsibilities are, I would come, I would, I could now consciously acknowledge, oh, am I in the moment? Uh, okay. So name three things, name good, three great things that happened today. And if I couldn't do that, I wasn't in the moment. I wasn't in the moment that day because yeah. surely there had been at least three good things that had happened throughout our day yeah yeah it's it's so so important and Uh it's so hard because even we all have those mornings where we just wake up and we don't feel good yeah or we feel sad or we feel angry yeah or just off yeah you know and so to have some sort of practice or ritual that can bring us back Mm -hmm. is one of the most important gifts that we can try to find yes for ourselves and i think you know to backtrack, I think you touched on that when you were going through teacher training, right? And uh-huh. all of this stuff was coming up. Yeah. It's so easy to just be like, I don't want to deal yes. with that. You know, even like to choose, it's so much easier to be like, well, I'm just sad and this is, and that's okay. But like, yeah. But it's different to be like, I'm sad and I'm going to lean into sadness yes. as opposed to like, life sucks. Everything's like yeah. the pits, like yeah. negative, yeah. you know? And so I don't know if you have any tips or if how yoga helped you or how anything helped mm-hmm. you. Like, I love these sticky notes. Like, mm-hmm. that's such a good oh, idea. Yeah. But it's like, how did you choose to be like, okay, I'm going to face this now? Because it's it's hard <clears throat> to do. Um, uh, I, um, and I may get emotional, which I'm, uh, which I'm, which I love. <laughs> so, um, and I, I just... I just got really tired of being sad and yeah. not feeling good. And I got really tired of being angry. Yeah. And I got really sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yeah. Yeah. I just I was over it. I was done. I was like, this is this is not I'm not operating in the way I know my full potential is being used. Yeah. Why? And and why? Why? And it was because a lot of hard things happened in my yeah. life. A lot of things happened. And um we've all been through so much and for me I was you know working to like 
not be sad and not be and not feel and not be angry because no one wants to be around anybody that's just not happy all the Mm. time. So what I found after I lost my mother Mm. um, was I just went into this deep grief, but I didn't even know I was grieving, but I was just, I was a mess. I was Mm. like um, drinking way too much, like just angry and mad and just not being a good person, not being um, a good friend. And then because I just didn't know how to, um, my voice, (laughs) I didn't know how to find the balance between being upset, being sad, grieving, and then also being happy, finding joy, finding peace and in, in the midst of chaos. And so I just, I was just, I was done and I was just, I was tired and I was aching. I wasn't feeling good. My body was rebelling against me. And so I said, okay, enough. Mm-hmm. I'm a seeker of information. I am always looking for information. How can I be better? How can I fix? How can I grow? But that wasn't always the case for me. But once I found, found, found that, oh, I'm trusting this person. I'm reading mm-hmm. this book. I'm learning this things given to me by friends and family members that I trust dearly with my life. I was like, okay, I'm reading into this. It's like, oh, okay. So what I'm going through is not like abnormal. Like mm-hmm. I am not the only one experiencing Absolutely. these things. So then I seek out others who may be experiencing the same things as me. Yeah. So tips that helped me kind of come back to being, you know, being okay with being human as yeah. um, my uh, love, my soul sister Jen says on being human. It's like, hey, first of all, acknowledging that if I'm not in a good place, if I'm having a bad day, yeah. feel that. Mm-hmm. Don't bypass it because you're afraid of what other people might say yeah. or people might not want to be around you or people might not like you or you might yeah. not get whatever. First of all, feel that yeah. and let go of what however you think people might respond to you. Yeah. Feel it. And then give yourself that feeling. Give yourself that moment. Give yourself that day, the time that you need. But just also acknowledge and know that there is light on the other side. And I seek information and prayer and meditation Mm -hmm. and going back to my yoga mat and then talking to friends and my sister circles that I trust with my life. And okay, all right, so there's some tools out there. There's some things out there that I I have that I need to pick up, that I need to read my horoscope and getting my chart read Mm -hmm. and understanding that my body and what's inside of me is no accident. And what happened to me, it needs to come out. The trauma needs to make its way out. And let's do some work to do that. Let's get some work done to do that. So doing acupuncture, therapy, coaching, Reiki, um, just reading books, um, writing a lot. And um, here's the big one for me, asking for help. Yes. Mm-hmm. And meaning when I ask for help mm-hmm. and receiving that help and allowing myself to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, allowing myself to be taken care of because 
I had felt for a long time that I had to carry everything on my shoulders. Everything was my responsibility. I had to make sure everything was taken care of in my household. And uh, I think that that also comes when you lose a parent Mm -hmm. um, young. I lost my mom when I was 19. And um, okay, so I'm responsible. I'm in college making sure insurance things are getting taken care of and paperwork is being filled out appropriately. And I'm barely touching the age of 21. So I I grew up fast and that was my shield to protect myself. And then slowly breaking that shield down, slowly letting it down. And then when you find that like, okay, gosh, it's not going to get done if I don't do it. Okay, I've got to do it. So again, it comes and goes, right? But I think I'm in a place now where I have, I am very happy with making sure that nothing, absolutely nothing is worth my peace. Mm. No, I mean, if I am having a bad day, if I get upset, if I get frustrated feeling in that, but this knowing I'm moving in peace, yeah. this frustration, peace is going to come again. Yeah. It's I'm in, in the midst of peace, frustrated. I'm peacefully yeah. frustrated. I'm peacefully upset. I'm peacefully sad. Yeah. And then crying and, and just letting that all go. And so I... What I do is I write on post-it notes. I wrote a kind of a list of things where it starts the number one saying, I love you. Mm. Saying I love you to yourself. Yeah. It, it, that's, that's another, I learned just saying I love you to yourself. Because mm. if you don't hear it from anybody else for that whole day, mm-hmm. at least you heard it from yourself, which yeah. is the most important. Mm-hmm. And say, even if you don't mean it, you're like, I love you. Okay. You, you said it. Like at least, I mean, even if you don't mean it, but then say it over and over again, the more you say it, the more you practice, the more you feel it, the more you have it in your body. Like, I love you saying that saying, okay, you are happy. I am happy writing. I am happy. I am healthy. I am whole. I am enough. I am love. I am willing to change. I am flexible. I am available for growth. Mm. Um, I am a moving meditation. I am spirit-led the only way. Living a life filled with abundance. Abundance. Friendship. Health. Mm. Yoga. Peace. I love and accept myself. I love and appreciate myself. I love and approve of myself. I have like chills listening to you. Was a big thing. I approve of myself. Yeah. You have to approve of yourself. Yeah. And I approve of myself where I am in my life right now. And I know that all I have to do is show up and be who I am. They didn't come overnight me acknowledging that. I have to go and get tune-ups. We all need tune-ups. Yes. I'm not, you know, you know, floating around on this cloud all the time of just kind of like happy, happy, joy, joy, because I already did that. And I yeah. know that that is false. Yes. Ha- happiness stopped being my goal a few years ago. Peace became my goal. Mm. Because I'm, I'm peacefully happy. I'm peacefully, like I said, peacefully sad, but... Man, peace has been this just like gift that I'm just that keeps on giving. What does it feel like now 
if you can sort of like look back, it's always obviously easier and with retrospect, but what does it feel like to live in this place of peacefully happy or peacefully sad or have this sort of practice of peace in your life now versus versus what before like what is the what is the feeling what is the change in that feeling on the daily on a daily basis for you um I think I'm much easier to be around (laughs) um but it it feels free Mm. um free and I um it just feels free. It feels like it feels like I'm no longer shackled to my anger. I'm mm. no longer shackled to the self-doubt. I'm no longer shackled to um, the fears of like, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. Oh, I don't have I don't make this and I don't make enough money because I because they make more money than me or I don't have this bag. I don't have this car. Mm. It just feels free. And honestly, just like honest to God, freedom, mm-hmm. honest to God in my belly and my soul and my feet and my like just my head, my ears, like it just feels so free because so long I was not free. Mm-hmm. I was not safe. I was not at peace and I was not happy and I was not whole and Um, let me tell you something, (laughs) being free girl, that'll change your life. Mm -hmm. And like being like accepting who you are and who you are being good enough, like, and and just getting in alignment. And I'm telling you when I am in alignment, I, it, when I'm out of alignment, I know, okay, Ace, we need to go see Kathy for the Reiki. We need to go see Dr. Mason for the acupuncture because girlfriend, you are out of alignment. Yeah. But when I'm in alignment, it just, everything just lines up. Everything just makes sense. And like without me even having to just really do anything except just, again, approve of myself and feel that, feel that approval, feel that peace and, um, just know I am free. Mm. And I started saying I am free well before I was actually free. Yeah. Like I started this and I, um, got this, I brought this one of here for you. Um, but I started this mantra card, like when I first got, you know, started teaching yoga, did my first workshop, um, not last year, but the year before. And, you know, I'm in marketing. So listen, I'm gonna put a brand, I'm gonna do a logo and I'm gonna (laughs) do all these things. I'm gonna get some things, get some swag in place. Even before I knew what it all meant, even before I knew what it would turn out to be, and I still don't know, I'm still following suit, but I kept saying, I am free, I am free, I am free. And I'm, yeah. (laughs) It takes a lot of courage to live that way. Yeah, yeah. And that's, and that's another thing where I started, you know, um, reading Brene Brown and like knowing that, um, that's another, I'm so glad you mentioned that, um, courage and being vulnerable. That's a big thing for me, um, is being vulnerable, being like, you know, if someone asks me how I'm doing and if it's in a place where, you know, even if it's not even in a place, I'm going to let you know how I'm feeling without getting into all the nitty gritty details. And then when I ask someone, how is your heart? Mm. How are you? I really want to know. Yeah. I really want to know. And because I want people to, when 
I'm in their space with them, come to my class to feel the courageousness that it takes to step into a yoga studio. I know it is so scary when you have never done something before and you go in and you're like, oh my God, I have no idea what's going on. The amount of courage that takes and knowing that is so powerful. Yeah. There's power in being vulnerable. Yes. And I think that that is something for me, an A-type, strong, alpha female was like, how can I be vulnerable? How can I? No, I can't be vulnerable because people are going to take advantage of me. It's like, no, they're not because you're protected and you're covered. And being vulnerable is your superpower. Being yes. vulnerable is courageous because guess what? When you're vulnerable, you let your guard down. And then I promise you, somebody else in your realm is going to let their guard down yep. too and Always. be like, you know what? I'm really not having a good day. And so that's where, or I'm having a great day and I want to share with share this with you. And I love good news. Uh, my pastor growing up used to say, good news makes your bones fat. And mm. I love that so much because it's like, yes, to fat bones because <laughs> good news is so great. And so... I have all these different group chats with um, girlfriends and dear friends. And it's like, how are we doing today? How's your heart? How can we support one another? And um, it's great. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. How can people take your class? Can you, can you share that with um, any, any people that might be interested in trying yoga and, and you have, you offer, is it bi-monthly workshops in Los Angeles? Um, yes, I do. So um, I've not had any plan just yet this year workshops, but um, if you want to take my class, I teach um, at uh, White Heat Yoga on Wednesdays nights um, at 645 and White Heat Yoga is this amazing studio in um, North Hollywood. Um, so find me there. And on Sundays, I teach at Kinship Studios in Highland Park. So we have an 1130 yoga basics class, which is just just dreamy. And then um, 1 p.m. Kinship Hot, which is a 75 minute class. Um, it's a little bit more um, of an event, not an advanced. It's not advanced at all. It's just a hotter. It's faster, more asanas. And we just move quicker. But um, it's a great class, especially if you found that you've been practicing for a while to come out to. Um, and then I also teach um, in downtown LA for um, a few um, corporate clients down here, um, sometimes during the week. And yeah, I've got a few retreats coming up uh, that um, I will be listing on my website and on my social media um, that, yeah, you guys can definitely check out. I'm doing something later on the year, with um, which I'm really excited about with Lydia Yukonovich and um, Jen Pasteloff. Uh, so yeah, that's going to be awesome. That's going to be happening in November. Ooh. So look out for that. And um, I'm doing something with Black Girl Beautiful. I'm super passionate about in April, April 6th. So yeah, that's um, coming up soon. So retreat we're going to be having. So that's so exciting and incredible. You know, I think too, like everything that you've mentioned, it really does, you know, of course, Allie and I had really uh, transformational years last year and went through a lot of Mm -hmm. so much change, so much stuff. But, you know, to get to that place where you feel free, you know, it's not like, and I think that's what's so hard is because when you're in the mud, you just want to wake up and feel better and you just want it to happen like tomorrow or tonight or next week. But it really does take like that first courageous step to be like, I'm going to sign up for yoga because 
I'm terrified, but I know it could be something good mm-hmm. for me. Or I'm going to buy a journal mm-hmm. and start journaling. Or you know what? Breathing is free. I'm going to start breathing mm-hmm. in my car. You know, it's like all these steps lead mm-hmm. up to that magic yep. that you're feeling. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This, it's definitely like, you know, it's it's steps and then pausing on a step for a while and then more steps. I mean, I love that you said in the mud because that was like my, I mean, it was I'm sure people were like, when are we going to get off the theme? No mud, no lotus in my yin class last year. Because it was just like months where it was like no mud, no lotus. And it was like, you, you, I mean, of course, we're all born beautiful. But when you come, when things are getting down in the dirty, in order for things to grow, they just kind of have to be planted for a while. And then you grow. And then maybe something else knocks you off your kilter. And then guess what? You. But the thing is, you know that you can come back better and stronger. And I think that what's important is remembering that you can always come back better and stronger and, you know, more free, lighter um, each and every time because, you know, things are going to happen in life. But I think that with yoga and how this journey has been for me, it is provided me an incredible amount of tools to have in my back pocket to pull from being like, okay, we're in it right now. We're in the mud, girl. Okay. So have you moved your body this week? I can always tell Mm -hmm. when I'm feeling kind of a little down if I've not been on the mat for myself, Mm -hmm. Um, not as a teacher, because that's completely different than getting in there and getting, you know, your own cup filled up, you know, so getting your cup filled up is one of the main things I think that was what people can, you know, learn from just coming to a yoga class once a week, um, twice a week even. And because we give so much of the ourselves to the world on a daily, daily basis that even when we're doing asanas in class, I invite um, students to close their eyes because so much of our light comes out of our eyes that take this opportunity to close your eyes for a moment and just keep your light in mm. as you move. You don't need to see right now. Yeah. Just trust, just feeling your body. So just feeling your body. And so just even like just showing up and getting your cup filled up like once a week is just like it it's 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 life changing. Yeah. And, it'll, and it'll make a difference truly. And yeah. I love that you said breath is free. <laughs> breath is free. is free. Breathing <laughs> is free. Breathing is free because it is and yeah. That's what, like, yeah, I Mm, love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, yeah. Gosh, I just, like, you're, like, speaking to, like, there's, like, electricity going through my veins right now. Like, I know our listeners can't see you, but (laughs) we're going to plug all your social media because you're just, like, you're, you glow. Uh, You really have a glow that's coming from the inside out. Oh, thank you. I think it's so inspiring (laughs) because I think that's part of it, right, too. Like, we talk about... A lot of things that Ali and I are really passionate about too is like accessibility and representation because from all types of angles, it's like, you know, I lost 50 pounds even on my Amazing. own journey. And when I was 50 pounds heavier, the idea of going to a yoga studio, it was like, like, and this is like the small scale of nobody is going to look like me. I'm doing air quotes, right? But you're like, I don't want to be that big person mm-hmm. in the yoga studio or, you know, just feeling like you know, there's no space for you Mm -hmm. in wellness or, 
in the world and it's just really and it's expensive right? yeah like fitness is There's so that. expensive <laughs> so beyond like you know beyond like my small air quotes like 50 pounds heavier and not feeling like feeling embarrassed to walk into a room like there's so many different ways be it you know like the color of your skin or mm-hmm. the shape of your body where you'd be like how can I put myself out there and just not feel connected yeah um, I was gonna say especially in the wellness community is something Eric and I have noticed it's like yeah it's it's a little bit um it can be a, a little bit like exclusive whether it be through accessibility affordability we're really passionate about like food accessibility too which is like a whole nother conversation for another day but um but just kind of like as as a leader now as a teacher as a guide in this kind of community do you do you see things that like are you really excited about but then you also I'm sure see things that like you want to change and is there anything you want to speak to on that well I um uh you know, I, and, and yeah, we, you know, we live in, you know, Los Angeles, which is like, you know, it's, everything is expensive here. Mm-hmm. I mean, like if they could charge for breathing, they would. <laughs> um, so, uh, and so I know that, you know, like I mentioned earlier when I was like, oh, well, who's got the free week, right? Mm-hmm. Like, but I you know, attribute it to this, like, okay, so try it out. A lot of yoga studios have, I know white heat yoga has a two week for $25 special Mm. that they have been two weeks for unlimited, um, two weeks of unlimited yoga for $25. That is a steal. Um, and so you can come in, check out as many classes as you want, and then just kind of seeing it make, uh, I mean, you know, adjusting what is a priority in your life. If you find that spark in yoga, if you find that yoga has changed your life in some sort of way, just kind of set aside a couple bucks, like a month to even, I mean, if you don't, if you can't do a monthly membership, just pop in a couple yoga class. And there's always, I know, different things like at the parks and I try and offer, um, opportunities to where, um, and I, I'm going to be working on this different things like where I, you can do it online and then having opportunities to practice with me, um, in the park and public settings where it, it there is no cost because, um, I do understand that it is, it, ex, it is expensive, but there's also an investment that the teacher has made that, you know, they should be compensated Absolutely. for. Um, but, I know that when I first walked into a yoga class, it was in it was in the Gold Coast of Chicago, um, which is predominantly um, a white area at the time. And I walked in and I was like, "Oh, mm. nobody, no one, not even working at the desk, mm. looked like me mm. um, as an African American woman." And so I said, "Okay, well, you know, that's been my whole life." I grew up in a predominantly white area mm-hmm. in Atlanta and the sports that I played, it was like me and um, maybe one or two other um, uh, black girls that were on the softball team, on the cheerleading mm-hmm. squad um, and on the track um, track team was completely different. But, um, but, uh, but yeah, so I said, okay, how 
I was like, I can teach this. And I want people to know that there are yoga teachers out there that look like you, yeah. that yeah. Um, that are your same shape, your same color, because I, I because trust me, it is intimidating if you if you don't have the sort of confidence that um, you know. Again, I grew up in predominantly white areas, so for me, it was nothing. I walked in the studio, I was like, okay, like yeah, it was weird that nobody looked like me, but I could still do what I needed to do. But that's not everybody's reality. Yeah. Um, so knowing that there are teachers that look like you seek them out there you know um uh online where you can try and then there's instagram where you can kind of search and in your area um look that up and for me accessibility is huge mm -hmm. because i want every single person that i come in contact with every single person that's in my life i'm trying so desperately <laughs> to get some everybody to be in yoga doing yoga practicing yoga because it is for everybody yeah. it is for everyone so for me that's why i make my classes the way that i do like there's going to be a challenge you you can get a workout you can also up level or you can also take it down and you know there's other options for you to be able to move your body in a certain way but for the most part all my yoga classes are for everyone i don't like to call my classes advanced because they're not advanced i mean i don't even really like to say intermediate mm. because Yoga has been around for 5,000 plus years. We're all beginners in this, yes. in this realm, right? We all are. So just, I make my classes accessible in that you can talk to me before, you can talk to me after, I'm gonna give you options throughout, you can modify in a way, and then also you're gonna come away with a great workout in my opinion, but then also your souls, your heart's gonna be tapped into yeah. as well. That's a big thing for me as well. Like again, like I said, you can come to my class and you can sit on the mat and you can just be in Shavasana or you can move a little bit in a sun A or sun B to begin. But then if you're done, if your heart's not been tapped into, yeah. if your soul hasn't been moved just a scotch, if your mind about something hasn't been moved just a little bit, then I'm like, oh, next time. Yeah. I want that next time. That's my main um, goal for making yoga accessible for everyone. And then... I'm just getting out there and running my mouth and you guys are talking to me. So I'm like telling you, come to the class, come to yes. yoga. Like it's, it's for everyone. There's teachers that look like you. There's teachers yes. that look like everyone. I promise you there are, you just have to start. You just yeah. have to search. Yeah. And I think that's one of the beautiful things about social media is that it does show you <coughs> like the world is so much bigger mm -hmm. than we perceive it to yeah. be like, be it you know, all shapes and sizes yes. doing yoga, be it um, all skin tones. Like it's just, you can find your people yes. on the internet and just see a world that's bigger than what your community yeah. might allow, you know? Cause we are like, you know, we have these issues in Los Angeles and New York, but imagine like if you're in Ohio and yeah. you feel underrepresented. Sorry yeah. to call out Ohio. Yeah. Just <laughs> Maybe Ohio is super, yeah. you know, but, but, but anyway, you know, it's just the internet can really bring people together. Yes, I agree. In that way. So speaking <laughs> of the internet, where can people find you on the internet? <laughs> oh, well, you can find me at Ace Yoga LA on Instagram, Facebook, um, Twitter, and uh, my website, aceyogala.com. Um, yeah, that's where you can find me. Let's connect. Let's chat. Let's be friends. Um, 
and I want to, I have some exciting projects that I'm just allowing, um, you know, to happen this year and during the work for and um, just following suit, following along with my guides are telling me to do and, and it's happening. So there's so, I'm really excited about this um, upcoming workshop retreat rather that I'm doing in April with Black Girl um, Beautiful. And um, once I have more details um, for that, of course, I will put those up, but um, save the date. It's April 6th. It'll be in Los Angeles. And um, yeah, please come out. Please message me. And um, yeah. That's so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, before we close, we ask all of our guests, do you have any <clears throat> book or music or even a podcast, just something that really inspired you throughout your journey that you would recommend to anybody listening? Yes. Um, so um, Oprah Super Soul Podcast. Uh, yes. Oprah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> and so, but where, I mean, Oprah, yeah, Oprah Super Soul Podcast really, um, uh, really helped me and still continue to help me every day and learning and who she interviews and who she interviews really is just like incredible. <laughs> so learning from them and then um, the untethered soul, mm. um, uh, Michael Singer. And this last one, if you are going through something where you um, are grieving the loss of someone, grieving the loss of a relationship, um, it is um, by Elizabeth Lesser, Broken Open. Hmm. And that was like the my Bible for yeah. the latter part of last year. And... Um, and yeah, it's just those those um, those books really help me um, help me tremendously. And of course, anything by Tich Nhat Han, I have it actually. I'm reading it right now. Fear, um, essential wisdom for getting through the mm. storm. Um, that is like you just a reminder to you. You're you arrived. Mm -hmm. You're home. And anytime you forget. Um, that you are enough and just know, just stand in place, take a deep breath and just say, I am home. I've arrived. I am enough. And that's what like this Tich Nhat Hanh and fear and just kind of a combination of, um, books and mantras have kind of gotten me through wow. the storm. Wow. Yeah. And into where I am today. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for being here and for sharing your journey. Thank, thank you, you so much for having me. This was so fun. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Courageous Wellness. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode featuring a different guest each week. Subscribe, rate, and write us a nice review. And you can follow us on Instagram at Courageous Wellness. Until next week, I'm Allie. And I'm Erica. And we're Courageous Wellness.